welcome to the Mindset Mastery Podcast. I'm Emily James and I'm your host and I started the Mindset Mastery brand so that I could share my story and empower others to start taking action in their lives. Whether this means your anxiety, your depression, business endeavors, committing to a healthy lifestyle, or all of the above, we are going to chat about all things life. And I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining me. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mindset Mastery Podcast. Today, I have a really, really special episode for you. I interviewed Katie Kell, and she is a spiritual life coach and holistic health coach, and she is just absolutely amazing. I adore her soul. I adore everything about her, and I know that um, you listening to her story and just listening to the things that she's been through and just kind of everything as a whole, you are going to be so inspired by her just like I am. So thank you so much. Um, keep an open mind here. I love you guys so much and enjoy the episode. Here And kind of what your experience was um, as you were waking up. So kind of walk us through that. And by the way, I've never heard this story before either. So I'm just like hearing it brand new, just like you guys. So... <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. <laughs> okay, so I'll try to give you a shorter version of the story because I've told it a thousand times and it just, it seems so long, the whole story. But um, to get a gist of it, when I was a junior in high school, I went through what seems like a traumatic event in my eyes. I know a lot of people wouldn't see it that way, but um, I ended up getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And this disease, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's, it's kind of like IBS. It's like mm-hmm. a digestive disease. Yeah. And it's really hard to eat certain things. Like at the point when I first got diagnosed with it, I wasn't eating for like two months straight. I was drinking the Bolt House Farm smoothies just to get by, you know, mm-hmm. just to get something in my system. Otherwise, um, I would throw it up. Or I just wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom. I actually spent a ton of nights on the bathroom floor crying. Mm. And it was absolutely horrible. Um, But I really do believe that that disease was onset by my poor mental state at that time. Because I was in a really bad mental state. Yeah. And um, so I became an atheist. I think as a way to... Because in my eyes... I was like, how could God do this to me? Like, what have I done? Why I don't deserve this, you know? Mm -hmm. Which I feel a lot of people turn to that whenever something very traumatic or happens to them or they get sick. Mm -hmm. And so for like the next two years, I went on being an atheist and um, I got prescribed pharmaceuticals. I was taking Humira, which is a shot that you take in your life, um, which is actually kind of funny on a side note, because my single biggest fear ever since I was a kid was shots. So the fact that I had to take this every week just freaking drove me crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I would get, oh, it was horrible. I would get wasted drunk just to take the shot. (laughs) And it was, it was so dumb. But I I also think it's cool because now I'm over that fear. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm I'm not afraid of shots anymore. So I think that's uh, interesting how the universe always gives us what we need to get over our fears. Oh, yeah. Those lessons that you've got to learn, yeah. Right. 
And I thought that was beautiful. But at the time, I didn't know that. You know, I was just pissed off. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was taking the Humira, which was also weakening my immune system. Mm. And I, bec- I became depressed because at this time, I also had moved to College Station, which I am not a big fan of College Station. I was not a big fan when I was there. Uh, was not my cup of tea. So I was just all around in a negative uh, energy. Yeah. And... I started taking antidepressants because I was depressed and those, I mean, I didn't feel depressed anymore, but I also never felt happy. Yeah. So it's like, were they even worth it? I was kind of numb to the whole experience of life. Yeah. So then I started experimenting with uh, plant medicine and I had a really crazy experience and I ended up um, fainting and just realizing how much stuff I was doing that was hurting my body. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of didn't act on it right away. I kept that experience in my head. But literally seven days later, actually, there's even more to this story. So that week on Monday, I was in, um, I was in art history because I was an art major at the time. And we learned about Da Vinci. And I've always been really interested in Da Vinci. Mm-hmm. And he used to draw this symbol in his notebook over and over and over. I think he had more copies of this symbol than any other thing that he drew. And it was called the Flower of Life. And it's a symbol that's all around the world. It's in many temples, many um, caves. It's, it's, you can find it in almost every country. And it's basically a, a sacred geometric figure that comprises all the mathematics that makes up this universe. Like every shape comes out of this figure, everything. I actually have it with me. Well, they won't be able to see anyways, but um, it's called the Flower of Life. And so I started drawing it because I was an art major and I was really interested in this. So I started drawing it every night. It's really hard to draw. It's just a lot of overlapping, perfect circles. And if you've ever drawn a circle, you know yeah. it's so hard to make a circle perfect. But anyways, um, Finally, on the seventh night, I drew it perfectly, and I went to bed that night thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to wake up, go to school tomorrow, and the most insane thing happened to me, and it changed my life. I went to bed, and at that time, I didn't even really dream. Mm -hmm. I would just forget my dreams when I woke up or think that I didn't have any, but um, I started dreaming that night, and it had a super prophetic feel to it I mean like I knew I was dreaming the second I was dreaming yeah and I was in this field and it was beautiful it was so beautiful there are all these flowers and I'm just looking around and all of a sudden I look up to the sky and there is this large blue glowing being coming down from the sky and it was almost like blinding me mm-hmm. and at this moment I'm like oh my god this is crazy but at the same time I'm like wait you're dreaming you're dreaming like chill out oh this thing god. comes down to me and he was like Katie and I say he because it was a manly voice. Um, he was like, Katie. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I didn't really say anything. Yeah. And he said, you have to stop taking these medicines. They are bad for you. Start taking care of your body the way you're supposed to. Oh and you'll God. feel a lot better. Wow. And immediately I woke up. And I jumped out of bed. I mean, I literally, I think I woke up, threw the covers off of me and ran into my roommate's room. Because at the time I was living with two roommates that were Christian and actually I was living with three, but two of them were like hard, diehard Christians. And I used to literally get in arguments with them telling them that God is not real. Mm. 
and we'd get in like large debates. So I ran into my roommate's room and I was like, oh my God, Tori, what the fuck? I just had the craziest experience in the world and I believe in God now. And she was like, wait, <laughs> what? You have to explain. Like, I'm so confused. And so I explained to her my dream and everything. And she was like, wait, so what? And she was kind of like freaking out too. She's like, wait, so you're a Christian now? And I was like, oh. And that question like made me pause. Because I don't know, I've gone to church my whole life, but I didn't resonate with it. I didn't feel like it was the right thing for me. So I kind of stopped and I was like, I don't know if that's what I would call it, but I believe in God. I believe Mm -hmm. in something greater than what we are. I believe in that we're going to go somewhere after we die now. Because before I believed that, you know, when you die, that's it. Boom. The electrical mm-hmm. energy goes out in your brain and you're done. Yeah. But now I, I, I had witnessed spirit. So I knew that I had spirit. And so wow. that was my big awakening moment. I stopped taking the Humira. I stopped taking the antidepressants. And I started looking up on the computer and researching ways to treat this holistically. Which if you look up on the computer, you can find holistic treatments to about anything you look up. So um, I picked up meditation for the depression and a vegan diet for Crohn's. And it immediately got better. I mean, I when I say it took only about a month, it oh took about gosh. a month. Wow. And all the light was renewed in my world. I was happy again. I was ecstatic. Even though I was still in a place I didn't really care for, mm-hmm. I was learning to like it. Mm-hmm. So um, wow. that was my big awakening experience. And of course, you know, it felt really great at the time being, but a spiritual awakening can also be really hard. And it it's put me through a lot of struggles that have made me stronger. And that's what your spiritual awakening is about. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like, it's, it's lesson after lesson. It's identity after identity. It's basically you just never stop shedding. Because we have so much conditioning to shed. Because... Yeah. <laughs> From childhood, I mean, from the time you are, you know, one, two years old, you're being conditioned. And, like, that's that's my whole thing is I need people to realize this. Like, no, it's not a bad thing. Like, people aren't doing this whole conditioning thing, like, from a ill intent. Like, not from a bad place, but it's just all that they know. It's all that we know. And yeah, it's I tr- always been taught, like, for hundreds of years. Right. So, like, I, I truly believe that as time goes by, we're slowly kind of getting away from that. Um, I mean, pro- we probably won't fully get away from it in our lifetime, like, this current lifetime. But I truly think in the future, like, this is all going to, as people um, keep doing their light work and keep doing the scary things that we don't want to do... Like, that's going to bring us back to the light, back to, um, like, letting people be who they are. <laughs> Just because, like, you were born this way and this is how you, this is how you love. This is how you um, treat people. And it's just, like, it has been so, um, what's the word for it? Like, it's just been so bad for so many years that um, so many more people are waking up at this point. Because they're like, something's got to give. Especially with the depression medicine and just like pharmaceuticals in general. Um, that kind of stuff is waking people up. Every single day. Not every single day, but at least every other day. I'm getting messages from people on Instagram or on Facebook. And they're like, 
I need to change my life. Like something is going on, whether it's with their thyroid or their stomach, like digestive problems or um, acne. Their like their um, head is becoming like really dry and um, scaly, like their skin and everything. Everybody's just like falling apart because of all this bullshit. Right. <laughs> and we're like, something's got to give. I'm like, you need to stop being so stressed out all the time. Stop like hanging out with people who make you feel like shit like this kind of stuff yeah and um a lot of things are so environmental so another thing I want to ask you is like for someone who because I know for me when I went through that almost very it's very similar experience I was like I'm not gonna get on medicine because I know that that's going to make it worse um because I was a nursing major I took (laughs) pharmacology class and I was like there's no fucking way in hell that I'm getting yeah there was I was like no way because they literally teach you in class okay and all of these side effects all these contraindications all these things that can happen if you take it or it's mostly guaranteed it will happen if you take it but you should take it anyways because it's gonna fix you like Like, no, it's, it's just going to add on to the bad things that are happening. Thank God you could see that, you know. Some people are just like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll still take it, you know, but. Yeah, because, well, there's no other, like, people don't know any better. The doctors aren't saying, hey, um, download a meditation app, start journaling about your trauma. No one's telling people that when right. that's exactly what you should be telling people. And, um Anyway, so that's the that whole thing gets me fired up. <laughs> but um, for someone who environmentally isn't in a place where, first of all, let's just say the spiritual awakenings aren't comfortable ever. It's never fun. No. It, it gets to a point like it comes in waves, right? Like sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's absolute your own hell on earth, like. <laughs> it goes back and forth on the spectrum. <laughs> but um, for people who are in an environment where they're like, they feel surrounded by people who don't get it. They feel surrounded by people who are truly like just bringing them down and just making them feel like shit all the time. Um, for those people, what would you say they should do if they feel like they're experiencing something like what you just explained with your story, um, waking up and, um, going through this whole like confusion. I know it's like, at first it's like, what is going on here? Uh, for those people, what kind of advice would you give them? Okay. So First of all, if you're going through a spiritual awakening, uh, congratulations. It's an amazing journey, uh, also a hard one, but it's worth it. But when you first go through this awakening, you're going to be extremely confused. I mean, you're going to start looking at your social conditioning and your ideologies and your beliefs and questioning them, like who you've called yourself you are this your whole time growing up may not be who you really are. And so you're going to start looking at yourself and being like, is this what I want to do with my life? Is this what makes me happy? What even makes me happy? I don't know. You know, you're going to be confused. 
Um, my number one piece of advice for that is be gentle with yourself. Be forgiving with yourself because you may have been making some less than stellar choices. And then when you go through this awakening, you, you may be like, oh my God, I fucked up so much, you know? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help anyone to put yourself down. Yeah. So you have to be gentle with yourself. You have to be able to kind of step back from who you are and look at yourself from a third person and be like, okay, I need to forgive this person because I did not know what I know now when I made those decisions. Yeah. Like the best piece of advice you can give yourself is you did the best you could while you knew what you knew. You yeah. Know? Like at that level of consciousness, like you weren't, you truly didn't know if you were coming from a place of like, like being naive, like that's okay. That's something that, I've experienced before too. It's like whenever you are on the other side of it and you're seeing all of the stuff that you've gone through, even things that like I used to think weren't a big deal and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like it was just, it was just small, but literally like so much trauma that you're taught to suppress and not talk about like that kind of stuff. I really had to forgive myself for, like going, putting myself through so many situations or even just going through situations where I was put in, like I didn't ask for it, but seeing it from the outside, you're like, oh my God, like I neglected myself. I neglected these people or I like really fucked over this person. And it's just so, it's a lot to process in the beginning and it's really overwhelming. And that's where I think like anxiety can introduce a spiritual awakening because that's kind of how it happened for me. I was having like all these panic attacks and all this depression and I was just like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening to me? And you don't realize until however long later, like your body is trying to wake you up. Your mind and your soul are waking you up for this reason. Like, this is too much. Whatever you're doing right now is just too much. Yes, 100%. And how you said that um, you were going through hell. I really love the saying, well, so most people say you either go to hell or heaven, you know. I don't agree with that. I really love the saying you have to go through hell to make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. You have to experience this trauma or you have to experience um, entropy in your mind, in your body, so that you can find this entropy, so that you can find that light within you, so that you can realize, holy shit, I've been going through all this hell, but I could be living this way and having this joy and this bliss. Mm -hmm. But you have to work on yourself. You have to change the social conditioning and your beliefs and your ideologies. And it's not always fun work, but it's so worth it once you get to that heaven state or that higher consciousness state. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always go higher and higher. It's a never ending journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what it was that you just said that made me think of this, but, um, something that a lot of the people I have messaged in my DMS on Instagram and like just people who are asking me questions about like awakenings and, um, their beliefs are changing or, just like the way that they are is changing from the inside out. And they're really scared because that means like their friends are changing. Their family is seeing them differently. Um, that was a big one for me. I, I couldn't, 
I like felt really uncomfortable coming out and being myself, like actually being my true self because I was like, okay, well, like this person that I was, was accepted because she was a binge drinker. She was a binge smoker. Like she was um, okay with people, you know, like treating her like a doormat. Like she was okay with all of that. But like this new Emily is, she's different. <laughs> she's, she's like not afraid to speak her mind at all. She's, you know, just completely different. I'm trying to really, everything I do is just, I make sure it's aligned with my goals and it's aligned with what I want to do. And many people that I'm surrounded by, they don't think the same way. They don't, not necessarily like, in a, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just that level, like I said, that level of consciousness is just different. And um, right. so kind of, I guess, share your experience with that, with like your friends and your family and how you got past that, that fear of judgment. Because I know that Sometimes we fear the judgment, but the judgment's not actually happening. Like we can be scared that people are judging oh, us, but they're actually not. And we're making that a thing, you know? Right. And I feel like that happens more than the actual real judgment. You know, like it's more in your head than what you it think. It does. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I literally had the same experience as you. You know, I was a binge drinker, binge smoker, didn't really care how people treated me. Same exact experience. But, um, that was probably the hardest thing was changing in front of my family and uh, my mom to be more specific. Like when I first told her all this stuff, she was like, what? You sound like you are crazy. Mm -hmm. Like she had no idea what was going on and she was scared. Like we literally sat down and had a deep conversation. And like, I remember both of us crying and, and it ended on a weird note. Like we still didn't really get each other whenever it ended. Um, and the next day, she knew that I loved writing. And so the next day, she wrote me a letter. And she doesn't really write a lot, so that really meant a lot to me. Um, but she wrote me a letter, and I think I still have it. But she was like, I don't really understand what you're going through right now, but I know that you've been struggling really hard, so I'm going to do my best to be here for you in the ways that I can. Um, I mean, your family is your family. They may think you're crazy. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my brother has told me I am – completely out of my mind crazy <laughs> my brother does the same thing to me <laughs> my brother just he just what did you say he said you still are sorry he just walked by and heard me and he was like, you still are. but um actually one of my favorite alice in wonderland quotes that that makes me think of is that you're not crazy you just have a different reality than me mm -hmm. and i think that's so true like what, how do you even define crazy? What does crazy mean, you know? Yeah. If everyone's own mind makes up their own reality, then who are you to say that someone isn't experiencing the things that they say they're experiencing? Right. And um, my family has been, it's been up and down with them about my beliefs, you know? Sometimes they say I'm crazy. Sometimes they're interested and they ask questions about it. My dad actually has been more interested than anyone recently. Mm. Um which is really awesome because he doesn't seem like someone who'd be into this spiritual stuff, mm -hmm. but he's interested because he can see that it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So you might take a while. Like if you're going through this change and you're like, Oh my God, my family's going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. You know what? They might 
They really might. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you should hide who you are for that reason, because that's not going to make you happy. And the only person whose happiness or, okay, I'm going to scratch that. <laughs> the person whose happiness you should be most concerned with is yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say you should step on other people for your happiness, because deep down that does not make you feel good. Mm-hmm. That only affects your, that only makes your ego feel good, which is a whole nother story. But you have to be concerned with your own happiness and you have to do what makes you feel passionate about life. Right. And your friends and family will get to a point where they're going to accept you for it because they love you no matter what. And if, and if your friends are true friends, which thankfully I have some really amazing, genuine friends. And at first they thought I was crazy, but you know, they've stuck with me through the whole ordeal. And even now my friend Sadie's gone through a spiritual awakening and they're all slowly waking up and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But it's like, if your friends judge you to the point where they don't want to be friends with you anymore, then guess what? You're getting out lucky. Yeah, you you're getting out of yeah, yeah. Because if someone's not going to be genuine to you, you don't want to be sucking up that energy. You know, you want to be with people who care about you, who want to see you succeed. Right. So. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Is like with family. Okay. Do you really care if your family thinks you're crazy? Like they're your family, so they have to right. love you, and you have, have to, love to love them. Love so like, let them love your craziness, but. With your friends, if you are so worried about your friends liking you, you need fucking new friends. Like, if you're worried that your friends are going to accept you or or that they're not going to accept you because you are bettering yourself and doing good things for yourself and you're going through something that you've never experienced before but you're scared that they're not going to be there for you. Yeah, you need new friends. Like, get new friends ASAP. <laughs> and, yes, and they're not going to be supportive. <laughs> right, like, well, that's the whole thing. It's like, in the beginning, why would you be friends with them? What, what, do you, what value do you get out of that? A friendship, a relationship, whatever it is, that is a two-way street. It is a two-way street. And for you to be being there for your friends, doing good things for them... Um, understanding when they go through through terrible, like scary things, like that should be reciprocated. And um, I also wanted to add with relationships uh, because when I first started going through this, my boyfriend thought I was crazy, and I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I felt crazy. I was. I was thinking I was crazy. Like even me, I'm judging myself over here. Like what the fuck. Am I thinking? What am I saying? Like, this is this is what was going through my mind. And finally, after so long, it clicks to you. And you're like, oh, I had a spiritual awakening. Like, the word, <laughs> the word comes up somewhere and you're reading about it. And you're like, or it's like somebody says just the right thing where something clicks for you. And you're like, what? Like, this is what's been happening. That's and it of, all makes sense. Yes. There's just one day where it, it comes up and, like, everything makes sense. And, like, Matthew, I would tell him about it all the time. And I was going through this when I was really depressed and going through all of that panic attack. Like, all of the anxiety and all this stuff that I was experiencing. And that's what I was keeping my mind on. Like I was so comfortable in that struggle. I was so like set on staying depressed and staying anxious subconsciously. I was like, well, this is just like how it is. This is who I am. This is how it's going to be. And, um, I was just like always looking up holistic ways to fix it. Like I want to fix my anxiety. 
And that's where I was introduced to meditation. Meditation was what really triggered everything for me. I really think. Yeah. Because when yeah. you are, it can be hard at first to like actually do that because um, it's, it takes practice, I think. Like to meditate and actually do it successfully because it's, it's a pra it's literally a practice. Like you can't just do it the first time and expect it to be like this crazy, awesome experience. But the more yeah. that you do it, I think the more that literally like your brain chemistry changes, I truly believe that. Oh, 100%. I mean, the way I like to look at it is the brain is just another organ in the body uh, and another muscle. You work out your muscles. You go to the gym, you work out your muscles. You don't get your results the first time you work out. You know, you have to be committed to that. You have to work out every day and it's going to get hard, but you know, you keep doing it and then you see the results. Right. And I think it's the same way with meditation. The first time you meditate, um, it may not work out the way you expected it to. You may not even think you did anything, mm -hmm. but with practice, with repetition, you're able to find that peace of mind and able to let go of those thoughts that keep um, attacking you. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see the results. Then you start to feel happier and lighter and you have less junk in your head. You have mm -hmm. more just peace, inner peace. Yeah. And, um, you got to work that muscle out. It's a muscle, just like every other muscle in your body. You got to work it out. You got to continue your practice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just like, I think a lot of people have this, there's a stigma on meditation that it's like weird or it's, um, it's just not traditional, I guess, for like, America. I don't know. Like, do people really, I guess people don't, think that like Americans meditate they think it's like this foreign thing where you have to be in Bali and you have to be teaching a yoga class to like meditate but that's <laughs> not true that's the whole point of the practice is like everyone can do it <laughs> and everyone yes. should do it because anyone who has a brain <laughs> <laughs> that oneness factor where like I truly believe everyone should meditate every single day like I think that it should be <laughs> required but um that's a whole different story um what was I about to ask you it was about astrology because I Ooh, see one of my favorite subjects it's like my favorite thing too I'm, I'm all for it all into it um but I see you post about astrology and I really wanted to see like kind of where all of that comes into play um as a whole, like with the spiritual um, awakening, spirituality, all this stuff, and then astrology, which I think is, is it's a spiritual thing, but it's also practical and scientific and real, like completely, complete facts, right? Right. <laughs> and um, I kind of wanted to just ask you, like, where did you learn that, that, all of that from? And how did that, like, play out for you as spirituality wise? Well, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I've always loved the sky, always loved the night sky and the moon and the stars. Um, but I think when I went through my spiritual awakening, I was doing a lot of research online and I started also researching my horoscope sign, which I'm a cancer. So I was trying to figure out like my traits and stuff like that. And I found out that the moon is actually my ruling planet. Mm. 
And I found that a little crazy because every time the moon is in my sign, I'm like so emotional, Mm -hmm. so, so emotional. And um, so I started just, you know, going outside and meditating. And then I really, I think because I went on numerologist.com and they had an excerpt where you could like type in your name and your birthday and it would give you um, a reading on your energy or what you're supposed to do. And like at that point I was in school to be a teacher and it literally was like you were, you have a teacher's mindset, you're meant to teach young kids, um, which I don't really uh, resonate with anymore. But at that point in time, it was perfect. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then it had an article about astrology. And so I looked into that and it made so much sense the way it was describing it, because it talked about how the planets are huge, um, bodies of mass that have a gravitational pull. And like, of course the moon affects everyone when it when it's a full moon because it has that strong gravitational pull on us our bodies are like 70 percent water mm. if it can pull the oceans and affect the ocean so much of course it's going to pull that bo- that water in our body too and it's going to yeah. change our emotions and the way we act and feel yeah. if you've ever worked in a hospital or a school you know that full moons are fucking shit up somewhere you know yeah yeah <laughs> and, and so that was just the first thing like that's just one planetary body um But then you look at all the planets and they all are different sizes and they all spin and rotate um, on a different frequency. And so their gravitation is going to affect us in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there are people who have been doing astrology for years that have studied, you know, how the planets make us feel like I think Jupiter is the planet of luck. And um, those are the things that kind of come into play whenever those planets are in our vicinity. Like it mostly has to do with when the planets are near us or if they're, you know, in retrograde, which is where they, you know, everyone looks at retrograde. It's like, oh no, something's going to happen. You know, but really it's just, it just means that the planet has either slowed down or stopped moving for a period of time. Yeah. Which of course affects us. Um, to me, it's more like consciously as well. Like, I, I truly believe that the planets' energies are, like, embedded into our consciousness. Mm-hmm. So when something happens in the skies, it affects us in our mind. And um, I wish there was a better way for me to explain this. No, yeah, I, I totally – I can see where it would be, like, hard to explain, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, I, I agree with you. That's 100%. Um, I think it's true because, like, how could it not be? How could – it's funny. Matt and I were having this conversation the other day, and it was just – it got so, philo- like, philosophical. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we are truly connected to, like, everything, and it blows my mind. Yes. It just actually blows my mind. And I'm like, how do we know – like, how do we know all of this stuff? And, like, how did people figure this out – it, was it just like coming through from like spirit guides or meditation? Did people like make this up or I just like go back and forth so much on the philosophy of like the universe in general. Cause it's, it's just so crazy to me. Yeah. You know, what's also like really interesting about that. Um, most of the most renowned scientists like Albert Einstein, he had his own astrologer, 
before he would do any big experiment, he would ask the astrologer, like, hey, what's going on in the sky? Like, what are these energies going to be like? How do I do this? You know, like, they, astrologers have been used and consulted for years. And um, I even heard that, like, the presidents will use astrologers. Of course, that's not in, like, mainstream um what am I trying to say? News. Yeah. <laughs> because that's more taboo. And I also think that like some people don't necessarily want us to know all that information because it makes us more empowered of course, as a people. Um, yeah. But I thought that was really cool and interesting. Um, man, yeah. I had a thought and it just slipped away. Well, that's really Hopefully funny cool. what you say about like Albert Einstein and the presidents because – is that who you said? Albert Einstein? Yeah. Making sure I'm not, like, hearing things. Um, because I actually used to work for a lady. She is a holistic nutritionist. Very, like, very... She's written, like, over 30 books. She was just very prominent in that industry. And she also did the same thing. She would go to an astrologer every time she was going to do something important. She wouldn't launch a book during retrograde. Um... All of those things. So, I mean, there's something to it. <laughs> there's yeah. something to it. <laughs> if all these successful people are using it, you know it's got to be helping them in some aspect of their life. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's... And I, go ahead. And I truly believe that it helps me in my life. I mean, um, I do certain prayers and meditations on new and full moons. You know, new moons are about bringing new intentions and new energy into your life and then full moons are about looking at all the things you've created and clearing what you no longer need or what you no longer want to see in your life. And yeah. um I've been doing that for the past 3 years and I'm in love with it. I would never stop doing it because I feel like it has helped me so much. So it, Yeah, it really is um it's just it's that energetic like shift that you feel when you when you get to do something like that. And, um, I even will like, I'll do those little ceremonies and post them on my story because I'm like, y'all need to be doing this. Like, I'm not yes. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not crazy. This works. <laughs> I love that you say that. Um, I need to start posting mine because I do some really cool, elaborate stuff. And, um, I've always wanted to post it, but again, you know, you get nervous about what people are going to think about you and you think mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I've, I've definitely been working on myself with that recently a lot because I don't want to hide behind the fear of what others are going to think of me, especially other yeah. people who aren't even in my life from a day to day basis. You know, my family already knows what I do. So it's like, yeah. I want to come out and show people because if it's going to help them, then, I mean, that's why we do what we do. We want to help people. We want to help expand their consciousness so that they can feel this amazing journey and go through this amazing journey. And, um, so I'm glad you said that because I'm going to start posting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Um, I'm glad you said that because that's the whole thing about it is like, we have such good intentions. Like we want to just, we literally just want to help people. Like whatever it is for me, it's mindset and it's health and it's overall, like your life and what you want for yourself. And um, in order for people to actually get that picture and understand what I'm trying to portray to them, I have to be very authentic. I have to actually put myself out there. And like I can do, get the same ways where I'm like, 
I really don't want to put this out because I'm like really scared, but it's never a bad thing. Like it, it's, it's a, it's on the other side of that fear on the other side of that, like scarcity is uh, so many good things. Cause people, whenever I do actually put something out there that I'm like, fuck, like kind of like a podcast episode that I released a couple weeks ago, um, about my religion and, or about Christianity and how I don't identify with that anymore. I felt so called just generally, I don't know why one day I just felt called to share that. And I think that if I hadn't, cause I was literally shitting my pants going to upload it. Like not literally. Okay. I didn't actually, but I was just like so scared to post it. Cause I'm like, what are people going to think? Like, how are people going to see me? But it doesn't fucking matter. You know, like it, it doesn't matter at this point. I'm already here. I'm already doing it. So I might as well do it full out. And I might as well do it with all of the weirdness and all of the, the craziness, right? Like, okay, people think I'm crazy. I'm just going to show them that I am like, (laughs) (laughs) give it 100%. I'm 100% crazy. Not just 50%. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And it it can feel, it can feel so like if you let it, cause that's where like your free will and your choice comes in to like, if you want to let that bother you, that people are judging you because people are judging you whether you are putting shit out there or not. So you might as well do it either way. And it's a choice whether you let it bother you or not, you know? Right. It's That's your free will and you can, you can make it whatever you want to make it. I like that. Yeah. Just don't focus on what people could be saying. Focus on what you could be doing to help others mm-hmm. or how it could be affecting them positively. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's, Thank you. That's really <laughs> when, yeah. And that's really when everything starts to change and shift. And that's where like, it's crazy because I've been trying to build my platform for years and I've been really, um, consistent with it. Um, I think it was 2014 was when I really started to try to grow it. And Um, a few years after that, that's when like I started going through all the craziness and like backed away from social media. But, um, where was I going? What was I saying? Crap. (laughs) I don't even remember. But I think what I was just trying to get at is like other leaders, like you want to get other people to bring the leader out of them and start their own like ripple effect and their own light work so like you can't do that unless you truly put yourself out there and that's where I've gone and like you know um what's her name Danielle Page think yeah I love her so much (laughs) if she hadn't you know started putting stuff out there that people think is weird like we would have never ever seen any of her posts or like you know half of the reason that I like know anything about astrology is because I followed her And boom, it resonates like soul contract, whatever it was. That's what I was supposed to learn from her. You know, I love that you said soul contract. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Whatever, you know, like I think that it just comes in so many different forms, um, to be able to learn in, in life in general. So yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a good conversation. I love it. 
It is. Um, I did want to say, you know, you mentioned energy earlier, and I feel like a lot of people may not really know what energy means. Like when you said mm. there's going to be an energetic shift or it causes an energetic shift. Yeah. Um, I feel like, because I know before my spiritual awakening, I didn't realize that I was an energetic body. Like I didn't realize that like all around me, there's this energy that I emit. Mm. And I mean, now it makes so much sense, but before it didn't. Um, so I just thought that I'd like to touch base on that real quick. Um Everyone has an electromagnetic field, and this can actually be read by a machine. I think it's an electroencephalograph, or maybe that's what reads your brain waves. Anyways, um, everyone has one. It's also what causes the gravitational pull from uh, to others or from objects around you. Okay. And uh, it's basically just this energy that you give off. And like, if you're in a pissed off mood, you can feel that, especially someone who's really sensitive to energy. Mm. You can, it doesn't feel comfortable to be sitting next to someone who's really pissed off and angry. Um, And vice versa, you know, if you're sitting next to someone who's really happy and joyful, you might start getting more energy. You may start kind of bouncing up and down. Like, Oh my God, why am I so happy? Like, what is this? Yeah. And that's energy. And I think that's another important thing to know about because you have to cleanse your energy. Like every day you're sharing energy with everyone who you come into contact with or talk to. Um, Even with electronics, you share energy. So you have to like cleanse that and make sure that your energy is light and loving. And um, that will bring you more positive experiences in your life. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad that you added that because that's true. And a lot of people don't understand. Um, I was actually explaining this to one of my clients last week. I um, was trying to explain to her that empath energy and like how empaths are very, very energetic as well. Like I, I truly believe that everyone at some point is an empath, but there are a lot of people who are blocked off of that capability to like absorb other people's energies because of social conditioning and all of this good stuff. Right. But yeah, the people who are in tune with it, or the people who actually are empathic, but they don't know it, they can feel a little crazy too. Like that's where I truly believe. And I know people will think I'm crazy for this, but I think that's where depression and anxiety often come through is because you are feeling everybody else's shit and you can't help but feel it. And you can't help but take it on because you don't know that you're doing it. Right. 100%. And if you don't know, how do you clear it? You know, you're just holding on to all that baggage. Exactly. Exactly. And then that's what I was telling my clients. Like you have to make sure you know what boundaries you have, you have to set for yourself. Um, especially as an empath or in general, if you are like depressed or you're anxious, you have to have boundaries with people. You have to know when to say no, like, I don't want to do this or that or whatever it is. Um, and don't feel bad about it. Like I tell her, you know what? All you have to say is no, and you don't have to feel bad about not doing something for somebody, uh, when you don't have the capacity to do it. Right. Take care of yourself first. Yes, 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 yes. And, um, so I have one last question for you and that would be just to kind of like sum everything up because we've talked about a lot of stuff here and I'm so excited for this. I'm (laughs) so pumped. This is awesome. Um, but what would you give if you could give someone who feels like, okay, 
I needed to hear this conversation today, I think I'm going through a spiritual awakening. Like this might be waking people up to the fact that they're waking up. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> and so if you could give that person one tip on like what they uh, need to be doing throughout the confusion and throughout the identity shifting and all this stuff, what advice would you give them? Ooh. Okay. Well, I already gave that little snippet of advice at the beginning. So I'm going to flip the switch and say, if you don't know what you should do, when it when you're awakening, if you don't know which path to take, follow your passion. Mm-hmm. Your passion, you feel passion for a reason. It's not just there to make you feel good for five seconds. You're feeling passion because that's what's meant for your soul. Right. That's why you came to this earth. That's why you came to this lifetime. So um, if you are like stuck at a crossroad, you don't know what to do, really uh, sit down ground yourself, put your hands over your heart. Your heart actually has 40,000 neurons. Um, so it can think, feel, and know just like the brain, even in my opinion, more so than the brain. So I would sit down, put your hands over your heart and just say, like, just give a little prayer out to the universe, whoever you want to pray to say, I need some guidance. What path is right for me? And you will feel that passion towards whatever path the universe um, or your soul wants you to go on. And it won't, it should be pretty easy to realize once you're sitting down and asking that. And so that would be my biggest piece of advice. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I seriously love that. Um, I just want to add on to that a little bit. And I love that you say, like, just follow your passion. Because your passion is your purpose. Whatever you're passionate about, you're supposed to be passionate about. This isn't, like, this isn't just a Facebook meme where it's, like, follow your passion and your purpose. Like, no, literally, follow (laughs) your fucking passion and your purpose is there. Like, that is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that makes things so much easier for you in life. Like, even if you make less money at first... Who gives a fuck? Like, if you can pay your bills for, like, you know, get by by paying your bills and build something that you're passionate about. And I I think that we all have that option. I think that if you are looking for it, you're going to find it. And that's absolutely, like, just the best advice I think that you could have given everybody. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for this conversation today, Katie. And... Where can everyone find you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things? Okay, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram. At, let me check to see what my name is. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you just type in Katie Kell, you can find me. That's K-A-T-I-E-K-E-L-L. Um, yeah, I have like a little spirit symbol eyeball or the eye of horse next to my name. But as well, I am going to try and launch my website today. I mean, I feel like it's the perfect time to do so because we're having this podcast. I've been working on it for a while. Um, The only thing that has been holding me back is like, I want to get my, I'm taking classes at Holistic Learning Center right now to get my spiritual life coach certification. Um, But that doesn't mean I can't help people right now. Like I've been taking messages for the past like week or two and helping people with whatever I can. Um, 
And so I'm going to get my website out there. I also have art on my website because I do believe that art is a very good way to tap into your passion and your spiritual creative energies Mm -hmm. and I mean that's what helped me because I mean I drew that symbol and that symbol helps you understand life and then I woke up you know so that's what helped me discover my purpose so I actually have that exact drawing that I drew that I'm going to put up there and have for sale Um, I just need to get all the stuff on it but that website is called completely Kel and um, hopefully it will be up later today no, you know what? I'm just going to say it will be up later yes. today. So you can find me at completelycal.com, I think. Okay. <laughs> and, awesome. um, yeah, it's if you have any questions, if you want any advice, just, just message me. Ask me. I would love to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, don't feel weird or awkward. Like, I've heard some crazy shit, man, and <laughs> it's all good. I love the crazier the better, honestly. So, yes. you know, just hit me up, and I would love to talk. Awesome. Yay. All right. Thank you so much, Katie. And um, I would love to have you on the podcast a second time for a a different topic in the future. Yeah, I'd love to be here. All right. (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye, Emily. Okay. I stopped recording. Okay. I truly hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you truly are soaking in the spiritual side of things and the mindset side of things and mental health and health in general. All these things are so important and I truly believe in a spiritual approach to everything. Um, I truly do. It's It's been something that has been more and more prominent in my life is to really look into my spirituality and the way that I treat myself, the way that I take care of myself and others as well. Um, And I just hope that these conversations and the conversation today, any future uh, conversation that I bring onto the show helps you in some kind of way. And so all that I ask in return is that you leave a review and an honest review and you refer this podcast to one other person. So please, please do that for me. And thank you so much for being here in general. I love you guys so much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.